people fall from grace or, or, or maybe fall from their calling and make bad choices and decisions and even sin, we like to see them restored. Because I recognize that God uses the troubles, the heartaches and the pains and the failures in our life to create something beautiful. And, and, and what we do when people come to know Christ, we give them a welcome to the family of faith bag. And most of you know inside this bag, there's pencils, pens, paper, highlighters, devotionals, and most of all, the word of the living God. And so I was telling my wife a few months back, I want to make some of the resources inside this bag available for anybody who has a heart or desire to dig deep into the word of God. Because I believe we're all in a place where we need to study, pray, and meditate on the word of God in a time and place where we need to take notes, highlight scripture, and get to know the true and living God because the world is in a deep and dark place. And if we ain't going to be the light of God, there ain't going to be no light of God because God's light shines through us. God's light shines through the darkness through us. And so on that table, you'll see a plethora of resources that is absolutely free. This is all I ask you to do. If you're going to dig into the word of God and you got a commitment to dig into the word of God, we have some highlighters, pencil, papers, notes, devotionals, Bibles, take it. If you know somebody who may need it, take it. Everything on the table is absolutely free. And I just want to I want to point out two things that two things that we're going to do on, on September the 23rd. We'll be serving at a place called a recovery center for people with drug use disorders, mental health and psychological issues. And we'll be we're going to go there, set up our tents, tables and chairs. We're going to pro provide a meal. We're going to provide biblical resources. And most of all, we're going to have testimonies about the true and living God, Jesus Christ. I believe an atheist can get well. I don't believe you got to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ to get well. But I do if you want to be whole. Yeah, guy, it takes Jesus to be whole. So we're going to go up and sit up at sit up at that addiction ministry recovery place. And we're going to love and serve on the people and show them the love of Christ. And number two, on October, the, no matter of fact, October the 1st, we'll be setting up in we'll, we're doing a community connections with a church out of Henderson, North Carolina called Westwood Pentecostal Holiness Church. We're going to go to their Dollar Tree, which is 1.6 miles from their church. Why am I going to Dollar Tree and not to their church? It's simple. The reason is this. Churches do a lot of the good things in between their four walls. They do a lot of giving, a lot of serving, but it's some people that's been so hurt by church. No matter what you're giving them, they ain't coming to your church. But I learned that when we go to them, they'll come to us. Because we had a young man on one of our last outreaches at Eden, North Carolina. He walked up to me and said, where do you go to church? All because we showed up, set up our tents, tables, and chairs. We showed them the love of Christ. He said, why do y'all go to church? I said, well, young man, we go everywhere. But because we are community connections, I connected him to the pastor, the pastor of the church that came out there with us. And now this young man is sitting in a church and rededicated his life this Sunday morning, all because we showed up. And that's something to give God a hand clap of praise because the person who shows up the most has the power to win the battle of influence. So on the 23rd of September, JD Ministries is going to show up. On the 1st of October, JD Ministries is going to show up. Matter of fact, on the 8th of October, JD Ministries will, will be going to a place in Madison, Maryland, in North Carolina called Lot 2540. And we're going to be loving, serving on the people. We're going to set up a, a prayer table and we're going to serve them a meal. And we're going to lay hands on them. We're going to bleed the Holy Ghost to do what only he can. All because we showed up. But please, I encourage you. That's some biblical resources. There's some Tony Evans winning your spiritual battles. 
Everything is absolutely free. Please, if you have a need to dig into God's word more, please take it. And at the end of the table, if God has touched your heart to give, you give. But let me say this to be clear. If God has touched your heart to help us in the work that we do, because it's our mission to connect the giver Jesus Christ to the one who has a need through the outreach of people caring for people. But I want to tell y'all this. I don't want your money. I want your prayers. If God has touched your heart to give, you obey God. But what I want you to do more than anything, if you had a desire to dig into God's more, take some of those absolutely free resources. Amen. With that being said, look at your neighbor and say, there's a word from the Lord today. I don't think y'all believe it. Hold on. I don't think y'all believe it. Say, there is a word from the Lord today. Let me tell y'all something. When I was standing here and the music was being played and the music was, was, was going on, I want to I tell y'all I felt something. You see, the Bible tells us where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's power. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's victory. And I need you to know that wherever God is, there's power. And God has called us to walk and operate in his power. God didn't call none of us to be do-nothing Christians. God has called us to be home changers, city changers, state changers, and world changers. God has called us to be bold and tenacious in his word because the Bible tells us it's God who works in us to do his will and of his good pleasure. God has called us to change this world. He has called you to change the world. He has called you to change the world. He has called you, sister, to change the world. Yes, you, right there, right there. He's called you to change the world. God didn't make us, God didn't make us ordinary. He made us to be extraordinary. God made us, when we open up our mouths, something's supposed to happen. When we open our mouths, hell supposed to tremble. When we wake up in the morning and our feet hit the floor, hell's supposed to get nervous. We are the walking, living vessels of God. Don't you know you are the greatest creation that God has ever created? You have power. But the devil makes us think that we ain't got no power. And often, we walk in what he makes us think. But if you don't get anything before I leave her today, get this. You got power. You got power. Raise your hand if you're saved. Then you got power. Woo. Look at your neighbor and say, you got power. You got power. <laughs> and I'm going to have my lovely wife to read our scripture reading today. Poor frog won't boast on his own pond. I'm grateful for what God has given me. But I often said I needed somebody to complete me. She doesn't complete me. She compliments me. See, Adam, when God created the animals, he named them all. But there was nothing to compliment him. So God created Eve. But the problem was, 
we look for things to complete us when Adam was already complete in God. He didn't need Eve to be complete. But Eve was the complement. But because he may have been looking at something to complete, she gave him and he ate. You can't complete me. I'm already complete in God. But I'm so grateful for the way you compliment me. Amen. Amen. It's God who completes. It is God that completes, that gives us something that complements. Amen. You'll get that on your way down the road. <laughs> Praise the Lord, church. With all who can, will you please stand for the reading of God's word? Our scriptures this morning will be coming from Exodus chapter 26, verses 31 through 34 and Matthew chapter 27 verses 50 and 51. Exodus chapter 26 verse 31 reads, And thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen of cunning work with cherubim shall it be made. 32. And thou shalt hang it upon four pillars of shittim wood overlaid with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. 33. And thou shalt hang up the veil under the tackets that thou mayest bring in thither within the veil the ark of the testimony and the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. 34. And thou shalt put the mercy seat upon the dark of the testimony in the most holy place. Matthew chapter 27 verses 51, 50 and 51. Jesus when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. I have just read Exodus chapter 26, verses 31 through 34, and Matthew chapter 27, verses 51, 50 and 51, and may God add a blessing to his holy word. Let us all pray. Spirit of the living God, Father God, I come to you in the holy and precious name of Jesus. Father God, let your spirit fall upon this place like rain, Father God. You say it, Father God, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is power freedom and victory. And Father God, because your spirit is in this place today, Father God, none of us have to leave the way we came, Father God, because Father God, you have given us the fruit 
of your spirit, Father God. And Father God, because we have the fruit of your spirit, Father God, we have peace, we have joy, we have temperance, we have victory, we have a song, and we have a dance, Father God. And today is the day that, Father God, you do something, Father God. Today is a day, Father God, that lives leave this place changed. Today is the day, Father God, that we walk in your boldness, your tenacity, and your grit. Today is the day, Father God, that your word fall like fire, Father God. And Father God, may your scripture resonate on the heart of your people, Father God. And may they go out and regurgitate the word that you have given me. Father God, I told somebody on the phone, all I had was two scriptures and a video in the name of my message. But then it hit me, Father God. I got your Holy Spirit. So I got all I need, Father God, to speak your word with tenacity, boldness, and grit and with power, Father God. And on this day, Father God, you have have your way, Father God, and help us to walk out this place two feet off the ground in the spirit, Father God. And when we open up our mouths on this day, let the devils in hell tremble with fear because you are our God, our Redeemer, our Healer, our Deliverer, and our Friend. And there's nothing too hard for you. And it's in Jesus' mighty, marvelous, and wonderful name we pray and count all things done. Amen, amen, amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want y'all to know that this is no ordinary book. This book has power. All 1,189 chapters have power. All 31 plus thousand verses have power. All three and a half million letters that make up words, that make up sentences, that make up chapters, that make up verses, that make up the 66 books of the Bible have power. And once you open up God's word, which is God's living and breathed word, once you open up the word of God and begin to read, the hand of God will reach out the pages and pull you into the story. Because you got to understand there was times I found myself in a dark place, but when I opened up the word of God, the word of God pulled me in the story and it told me that I can cast my curls upon him who cursed for me. It tells me that he will never leave me nor forsake me. It tells me that I am the head and not the tail. It tells me that I'm a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. It tells me I'm the walking light and not the darkness. It tells me that he's the way, the truth, and the life. It tells me that he's Savior, Redeemer, conquering king it tells me that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world when i open up this book because this book has power and it's my desire that once i begin to speak the word of god that the hand of the living god pull you within the story pull you within the context of my message and your life forever and ever be changed but before I share the name of my message, I want to share a video clip. Do not run the wrath of the great and powerful Oz. I said come back tomorrow. If you are really great and powerful, you'll keep your promises. Do you presume to criticize the great Oz? You ungrateful creatures think yourselves lucky that I'm giving you audience tomorrow instead of 20 years from now. Oh. The great Oz has spoken. Oh. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The great Oz has spoken. Who are you? Oh, I, I, I am the great and powerful wizard of Oz. You are? Uh, I don't believe you. No, I'm afraid.
afraid it's true. There's no other wizard except me. You humbug! Yes, that's exactly so. I'm a humbug. You're a very bad man. How many of you have seen The Wizard of Oz? Raise your hand. How many of you are familiar with that scene? You see, before the curtain was pulled back, he had them, he wanted them to kill the wicked witch of the West. And he promised if they kill the wicked witch of the West that he would give Warren a heart and he would give Warren a brain and he would give Warren carriage. But then once they done everything he asked them to do, they went back. And, and, and he was telling them to come back tomorrow. And, and their legs were shaking and was afraid. But Toto pulled back the curtain to expose the one who was behind the curtain pulling the strings. You see, the ones who was behind that curtain, he didn't have no power. He was just behind the curtain pulling the strings. And that's one in our life that's behind the curtain pulling the strings that don't have no power. You see, sometimes we allow people in our lives to pull the strings. People that have no power. People that have people that can't give us the victory, but we allow them to pull our strings. But when the curtain was pulled back, it was exposed that the, 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 the Wizard of Oz didn't have no power. He was just the one behind the curtains pulling the strings. It's time that we stop allowing the enemy to pull the strings. It's time we stop allowing the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy to pull the strings. It's time we stop allowing family to pull the strings. It's not with time we're allowing our jobs to pull the strings. It's time we stop allowing society to pull the strings. It's time we stop allowing social media to pull the strings. It's time we stop lying on the news outlets to pull the strings. Because the wizard had... No power. But then we read over in uh, the Bible that has power. It tells us that the, the, the God would tell him how to, 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 to do the veil and the culling of the veil, how to hang the veil. And he said the veil would separate the holy from the holy of holiest. And, and the Bible tells us, he understand that there was a time when the priest would walk into the holy and to get to the holy of holiest, the priest would have to have a rope tied around him and his heart had to be right and he had to be sprinkled in the blood when he walked into the holy of holiest when he walked into the holy of holies he would commune with god he would make sacrifice to god for us and, 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 and if the high priest's heart wasn't right they because they had a rope around him he would fall dead and they would have to pull him out of the holy of holiest See, the Holy of Holies would believed to have been the place where the direct presence of God dwell behind the curtain in the Holy of Holies. Then the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ hung on a cross and Jesus Christ died. He gave up the ghost and the veil of the temple was torn. And, and it, it said that the earthquake and the veil of the temple was torn. And I'm here to tell you and tell you the name of my message is simply this. Have you seen? The one who's behind the veil. Understand when the, you, you know, when the wizard, he, the, the curtain would be pulled back and, and Toto would pull the curtain back to expose the one behind the curtain had no power, but he would pull the curtain back around him. You see, Jesus tore the veil because he never wanted it to be put back. 
The veil was torn so we could have access into the Holy of Holies, have access into the presence of the true and living God so we could stand face to face with the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God who spoke life, the God who spoke peace, the God who spoke joy. We could stand in the presence of the God who gives us life. We no longer needed a priest to stand in the presence of a holy God. We no longer needed a man to go before us sprinkled in the blood because Jesus Christ hung, bled, and died so we would have access into the holy of holies. And the word of God tells us we have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but always was tempted as we are, but yet without sin that we may run boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of trouble. And a God we serve is a God who shows up in our times of trouble. A God who tells us that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will never desert you or abandon you. I will be with you into the end of all time. That's why the veil was torn. I no longer need a man to stand before God. I can stand before myself and find mercy, grace, compassion, and forgiveness. I can find purpose, promise, and power. I don't have to be insignificant. I can be a world changer when I step within the veil, within the veil of the one who said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. He who was and is to come, the one who said he's wonderful, counselor, everlasting Father, and mighty God, I can stand in the presence of him who heals, delivers, and sets free. So have you seen the one who's behind the veil? Because when you see the one who's behind the veil, your life will never, ever be the same. The problem is we don't understand and recognize that we have access into the most holiest of places and where the Spirit of God is. We have all our being. You see, when I'm sick, I can step behind the veil. When I'm tired, I can step behind the veil. When I'm feeling lonely, I can step behind the veil to the one who says he will wrap me in his arms and he will never leave me nor forsake me. The one who said he'll wipe away each and every tear to the one who said I can cast my curls upon him because he cares for me. You see the one behind the veil, he cares for you, he loves you, he died for you, he sanctified you, he glorified you, he gave you a new name, he gave you hope, he gave you a future, he gave you victory. Victory was behind the veil. I have a song behind the veil i have a dance behind the veil i have glory behind the veil and i'm going to tell you when you're a child of the living god there's nothing that can separate you from the love of god not death nor life nor powers no principalities no things present no things to come no things in this life or things in the next and separate you from the love of god in christ jesus and i want to quickly touch on three people who saw the one that was behind the veil. 
There was a man named the Apostle Paul on the road to Damascus with a with, with, with warrants to arrest and arrest and through and have the, the, the Christians to be thrown in jail. But on his road to Damascus, there was a light. The Bible tells us there was a bright light from heaven and it blinded the Apostle Paul and knocked him off his high horse. But once the Apostle Paul's life was changed, once he came in encounter with the one who was behind the veil, he would say in Galatians 2 and 20, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it's the power of God and the salvation to all who believe. No, he was saying Romans 1 and 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it's the power of God and the salvation to all who believe to the Jew first and then the Greek, but he didn't stop there. It tells us in Galatians 2 and 20 that he said, I am crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live, but yet not I, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me but he didn't stop there he was saying Colossians 3 and 2 set your affections on things above and not on earth for you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God don't go on to 5 he said your life is here with Christ in God and who is Christ who is your life shall appear you shall appear with him in glory but he didn't stop there he was saying Philippians 1 and 21 for me to live is Christ and to die is gain and he can only say that because he has seen the one who was behind the veil and when his life was all but over, he would say, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Now that's laid up for me a crown of right that the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. Because he's seen the one who is behind the veil. Our lives will never be the same. When we see he who is behind the veil. Because when you discover the one who's behind the veil, you will understand that your life was meant to be lived with purpose. You will understand that your life was meant to be lived with victory. You will understand your life was meant to be lived in power when you stand before the one who's behind the veil you will understand that when you walk with the one who's behind the veil that he's greater than your heartache he's greater than your sickness he's greater than your pain he's greater than your confusion because you're walking with the one who's behind the veil the one who's behind the veil he always delivers he always heals he always sets free in this life for the life to come when you discover the one who's behind the veil you'll recognize that he has not given you a spirit of fear but a power love and a sound mind you'll recognize that him who lives in you is greater stronger wiser smarter powerful and he changes everything you'll recognize when you stand behind the veil that he is the good shepherd and the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep you will recognize that he is the omega he is the one who said i am that i am you will recognize he is the one who walked on the waters and the wings of the wind you will recognize that he is jehovah jireh the prince of peace the line of judah you will recognize that he is Elohim he is El Shaddai he is conqueror he is king he is Lord of Lord he is my redeemer he is my buckler and he is my shield and he is my strong tower and the Bible tells me that the righteous run into him and are safe 
When you step behind the veil, you would recognize he's the one who keeps you safe. And you'll start saying, what can man do to me? What can the arrows and the fiery darts of man do to me? When greater is he who's with me than he who's against me. Greater is, the, is, the, is, is, greater is those who are for me than those who are against me. Greater is the one who resides in me than the one out of me. Greater is my victory. Greater is my joy. Greater is my purpose. Greater, greater, greater. Only when you discover he who sits behind the veil. See, what we don't understand is the one behind the veil wants to give us peace. But in order to have the peace of God, you got to be at peace with God. Until you're at peace with God, there's no peace of God. So the one behind the veils, you see the veil was torn so you can have peace. So you can have a song, so you can have a dance, so you can have a hallelujah, so you can clap your hands, so you can get up and say, glory. Discover the one who's behind the veil and you will never live an ordinary life again, a day in your life. You see the brother, there was a time when I thought I would never be free from the sins that held me bound after salvation. See, a lot of people talk about the struggles before salvation. I have my struggles and my pains after salvation. But when I discovered him who's behind the veil that told me that he would never leave me nor forsake me, that told me that I can cast my curls upon him, that told me that I can have victory over my sin in this life, that told me that he was greater, that told me that, that I could be be free. My life has never been the same because I stand in the presence of he who's behind the veil and I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'll go anywhere and tell him about Jesus, the one who heals, delivers and sets free because I'm not ashamed because he said if any man be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of him before my father and the angels. So I'm not ashamed to go in a grocery store and tell him about Jesus. I'm not ashamed to go to my job and tell him about Jesus. I'm not ashamed to go in an NA meeting and tell him about Jesus. I'm not ashamed to go into a meeting and tell him about Jesus. He's not, he's not just any high power. He is the power. He is the redeemer. He is the deliverer. He is the Lord. And he is my king. He is my way maker, sin taker, bearer of breaking savior. And I'm not ashamed because I'm standing in the presence of him who sits and lives and resides in the holy of holies. So I walk different. I talk different. I act different. I I move different because I'm standing in the presence of the almighty God. Amen. Yes. I remember when Peter denied he ever knew Jesus. They said, they said man, you lying because your speech betray you. I stand before your man. I'm hoping all the days of my life my speech betray me and they will know that I've been with Jesus. They will know that I've been in the presence of the Messiah, the anointed one, the chosen one, the holy one, the redeeming one, the securing one, the buckling one. Hallelujah. I'm in the presence of he who is. Do you get it? What he done for us when he died 
and gave up the ghost, the veil was torn. There's no more separation. There's nothing that can keep me from the Holy of Holies except me. Access. Can you see it? Vision, the, the, the veil is torn and the glory of God is shining through. And there's nothing to keep you from the holy of holiness. So even when I'm on a bad day, I step into the holy. But I know I got a little ways to go. I step into the curtain, into the presence of him who's holy. And when you stand in his presence, something has to change. You cannot remain the same when you've been in the presence of the most holy. Moses was in his presence, and they said Moses' countenance had changed. He had to cover his face because he had been in the presence of the holy of holiest. That's why people try to cover their sin. When we've been in the holy of holiest, that's why people try to hide their sin. And when they say something, they say, I'm sorry, brother. I didn't mean to say that. Because you see, you've been in the presence of the holy of holiest. When they no longer invite you to sit at their table, it's because you've been in the presence of the holy of holies when they no longer invite you it's because something different about you you're shining and they, they can't they, 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 they can't stand the light because you've been in the presence of the holy of holies you remember time when you know they used to make the make the joke everybody know the work jokes you got a crowd that's making the jokes so you no longer fit in so once they recognize you've been in the presence of the holy of holies they go to the other room to make the jokes because you've been in the presence of the holy of holiest you've been in the presence of the holy of holiest sin can't stand the presence of the holy of holiest have you met the one who's behind the veil let me tell you what he promised you he promised you victory he promised that i know the plans i have for you plans of peace and not evil to give you hope and a future. He promised that he promised that if you called upon his name, he will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know nothing about. But I want to show you something in scripture. John 1 and 1 says in the beginning, God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then it said the Word was made flesh, 14, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is only begotten of the Father for the grace and truth. And Jesus told his disciples, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And Jesus, and Jesus called himself the Son of Man. And the religious people wanted to stone and kill Jesus because they recognized what Jesus was saying. Jesus was making himself equal with God. Jesus was making himself God. And they want to stone Jesus, but I want to show you something. Genesis 1 and 1 said, in the beginning, God. So everything came after God and nothing came before God. So nothing should come before God, but after God, because it was God and nothing else. But I want to show you something. It was always God. It was God in Christ Jesus reconciling the world unto himself. So you got God on the cross who hanged, bled, and died. Then the veil was torn and the earth quaked 
Number two, the veil was Jesus Christ. And number three, it was also Jesus Christ and God the Father who was set and resided in the Holy of Holiness. I'm going to show it to you in Scripture. Number one, it was God on the cross. Because we know Jesus Christ is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. If we've seen Christ, we've seen the Father because he's God. He's God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit at the same time. I want to read in Hebrews chapter 18 to verse 21. Now, now, we're, now where remission of these is, there's no more offering for sin. I'm going to go to 17. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there's no more offering for sin. Having therefore brethren, this is verse 19, having therefore brethren, but having therefore brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. So see, the moment you give your, cry, your heart to the Lord, you've been washed in the blood of Jesus. And you have a right to be in the holy of holiest because you've been washed in the blood. Matter of fact, Revelation tells us somebody to the one who washed us in his own blood. And so he washed us in his own blood so we could have access into the most holy place, the divine presence of God. When you come through that door, I need you to know when you've been washed in the blood of Christ, you are standing in the divine presence of the living God. But listen to this, listen to this. Verse 20. By a new and living way which hath consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh. So not only was he Christ and the living God on the cross, but he was the veil that was torn. And he was also him who sits in the holy of holiest. I'm here to tell you, when you step into that, through that veil and step into the presence of the living God, you are stepping into a place of consecration, a place of power, a place of purpose, and a place of victory. I need you to know that the reason why I know he's that veil, because the Bible said that, that the Bible said, Jesus said when he was doing the communion, he said, this is my body which has been broken, and I need you to know his body was broken so we can step into the place of holy holiness because he said to us no man gets into the father but by me he was the veil we can't access the father without going through the veil Ain't you glad we got a veil who said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. A veil who said, I, I'm a, he said there's a friend that's closer than any brother. A veil who said, I am. A veil who said, I am conqueror. I am king. I am El Shaddai. I am Elohim. I am the living water. I am the bread of life. I am the manna that came down from heaven. I am he who was and is to be. If you're going to ever get to the Holy of Holies, you got to go through the veil. The veil that was torn for you you, you, and you. And when you step behind that veil, your life will never be the same. Amen. Let me, let me say that again in closing. When you surrender 
and step behind that veil, your life will never, ever be the same. Because when I step behind the veil into the presence of the Holy of Holies, he changed my life and gave me hope, victory, and a future. He gave me a song and a dance. And I go into the communities and I tell them about the one who gave me my hope back, gave me my victory back, gave me my life back. And he's just right behind the veil. Rise to your feet. Father God, I didn't want to come here with enticing words. I just wanted to tell your people that they have access to your presence. They need not a man go before him because you've already gone. Father God, when we're sick in our bodies, we have access. When we confuse and our children are lost and wayward, Father God, we have access into your presence. And Father God, you bless your children and you bless your people. That Father God, none of us leave here not knowing that we have total access to you. And you are a God who's waiting to meet our every needs. And Father, whatever's in us that has the power to hinder what you want to do on this day, Father, you take it away. Maybe someone's been beaten and bruised by life and are struggling. Remind them that they have access to you through your son. And that when we're covered in the blood of Jesus, you have commanded your blessings upon us. Because you tell us in Deuteronomy 28 and 8 that you have commanded a blessing upon the seed of Abraham when we live right before you. So, Father God, let them know that you are not a high priest that cannot be touched or relate to the feeling of the infirmities. But in all ways was tempted as we are, but yet without sin, that your people may come boldly to your throne and attain mercy in a time of trouble. Bless our two and our friends and help us to be the children you have called us to be and help us never be okay with just being okay when we're walking in your presence. Thank you for this day, Father God, and I pray that some was said or done that touch and forever change a life. And it's in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray and consider all things done. Amen. Amen and amen. Can we give God a hand clap of praise? I just want to tell y'all in closing, it's always a joy being with you all. This is one of the fav our favorite places to come to. And we love you all. I want y'all to go in the spirit of the Lord and go out and be great today. Go out and be great today. And we love you all. When you leave out of here and go into the foyer, please take something. If you got someone who has a need, please take something. Everything's free. And we don't really want to leave with nothing, but y'all take what you can use. Amen.